Okay, good evening, everyone. And again, I'm excited to get right into God's Word and talk a little bit more about prayer. Each week, God gives us a little more insight, just another nugget of truth about prayer. And so tonight, I'm going to emphasize our lesson on prayer navigates faith. Prayer is a navigation system to our faith. And so it's important that while faith may drive our life, faith needs to be supported by our prayer. Prayer gives us direction and clarity. You know, uh, you can have faith in a lot of things, but then you end up having wild faith or faith that takes you nowhere because you have no um, navigation system with it. And so this is one of the reasons we have to stay personally uh, in communication with God on a regular basis. Each and every person has to do that for themselves. Although we pray for one another, it's going to take you getting into the Word and talking to God uh, for yourself to get the personal navigation that you're going to need in your life. And so when you don't pray, you know, you starve your faith. Some of the reasons why people fail when it comes to believing and trusting in God is because they forget the intimate peace of praying and talking to God. And so prayer helps feed your faith and gives your faith direction. And when you don't pray, you starve out your faith, and then you end up doubting and uh, being misguided or misled, and therefore you think that faith doesn't work, and yet faith does work. Absolutely it works, but it works with the navigation system of prayer. And so you must uh, just become a prayerful person. You know, ask God to help you to pray. You know, in Romans chapter 8, he says, sometimes we don't know what to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself will make intercession for the saints because we don't know what to pray. You know, we're weak sometimes coming to God, and there's so many things inundating us. But as we allow ourselves to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in prayer, then we can reach God that way too. And sometimes just a sigh is a prayer. And sometimes just the silence that you have in your praying. You don't always have to fill every moment with a word or two. You can start out really slow and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and direct you to pray so that you can pray appropriately with all of the emotion behind it and all of the feeling and the faith that is going to be required when you talk to God. You know, a lot of times we've been taught not to be emotional. Well, if we were not emotional, we're leaving a big part of ourselves out of the picture. You know, we are emotional beings. We just don't let emotions rule our life. And so everything works together so that we can have a full a whole relationship with God. So I want to say again, when you don't pray, you starve your faith. So every day when you find yourself not really having a prayer time, and I'm not talking about shooting out a prayer or two, we need to carve out in the daytime a little bit of time for you to sit down and talk with God, whether it be in the morning or the noontime or the evening or just before you go to bed. There needs to be some time totally set apart just for the purpose of praying. And start with yourself. You might be in a household where a family doesn't like to get together and pray, and that's okay. You start with yourself, and you begin to trend with God. You build your own relationship with God, you know, and you can put a prayer in for your family that they might join you at some point. But never wait for people to come and join you in prayer. Yes, it's good for us to pray and have prayer partners, but this is your personal relationship with God. All right, now let's go to Hebrews and let's take a look at Hebrews 11, and I want to start out a little bit in the area of faith so we understand why it's so important 
for us to connect our faith and our prayer together. So important piece. All right, Hebrews 11. And to say uh, this about Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I want you to keep that in your mind. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, it says this in verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He who comes to God. Now, when you see that partner where it says he who comes to God, what he's talking about really is he who comes to God in prayer. See, so without faith, he says it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God. The only way we know to come to God is to get into prayer. But when we come, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Another word used for praying. When we're seeking the Lord, we're seeking him in prayer. So when we come to God and we seek him, those are all prayer uh, vocabulary. That's what helps us to understand that without faith, and how I shared with you earlier, faith navigates, prayer navigates your faith life. And so if you're going to come to God and have faith, he says without faith, it's impossible to please him. And I said earlier that if you don't pray, it starves out your faith. In fact, you, you can get so far from God and be so stale in the relationship with God where you start to think that he's not going to hear you and you're not as intimate with him, and so you don't think that he really cares. But all of this is on our end and not on his end. So it's important for us to stay in prayer because that keeps the relationship warm. Really important. So let me make this statement. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And without prayer, there is no connection or relationship with God. I'm going to say it again. Without prayer, there is no connection or relationship with God. All right. Now, let's go over and keep it in mind that prayer navigates faith. Just keep that in your mind and uh, write it down if you have to. Memorize it, all right? Prayer navigates faith. All right, let's go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version as well. I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard first and verse 7, and it says this. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to add to that that our prayer life is our sight life because prayer navigates our faith. Although we cannot physically depend on our physical eyes, but we can depend on our spiritual eyes, and prayer gives faith and hope and direction and clarity. So really, you can see better by faith than you can with your own physical eyes because your physical eyes are impaired by the circumstances of this world. And so if we live in prayer, live by prayer, we live the life of faith, then we start to see that we can really see. See, prayer causes insight, and insight is better than eyesight. I want you to remember that. Prayer causes insight, and insight is better than eyesight, all right? Uh, prayer also gives you more of a 20-20 vision where you might be impaired in your eyes over time, losing uh, the light in your eye and not being able to see as clear and having some impairment of eyesight. But with prayer, you can always see what the Lord is saying. Now, let's look at the Amplified version of that same passage. Let me get there in my Amplified Bible. And I thought it was pretty uh, explanatory and uh, really excited me. 
So I pray that tonight it also excites you. So now, remember, in the New American Standard, it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. All right? Now, in the Amplified Version of that same passage, it says, for we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and and divine things with trust and holy fervor thus we walk not by sight or appearance so that's really important i'm gonna read it again in verse seven for we walk by faith we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to god and divine things with trust and holy fervor Thus we walk, not by sight or appearance. And that's a mouthful. And, again, letting us know how important it is to have faith, but also it's important to trust God through the mechanism of praying. And I believe that people who really love God and really have an understanding that they have this relationship with God, they want to talk to him all the time. People who that who that uh, do not have a relationship with God and are not close to God shy away from Him and don't want to talk to Him. If you remember in the garden, Adam and Eve talked with God on a regular basis. It says that God used to come and walk with them in the cool of a day. Well, when they sinned, the sin broke a intimacy with God. It broke the fellowship with God. It caused a wedge between them. And so when God went to the garden to do His normal stroll with them. He couldn't find them, so to speak. So he cried out, Adam, where are you? And Adam and Eve hid themselves because they knew at this time something had gone wrong, and they realized that they were naked. And so God continued the dialogue. He says, have you eaten from the tree that I said not to? And Adam began to say, the woman that you gave me, uh, she ate and then I ate. And so you can see that they did not feel the conviction or they did not feel the connection that they had with God in the beginning because they sinned and they disobeyed God and they found themselves outside of the will of God lost because the prayer and the relationship and intimacy and faith that they had in God was tainted, you know, by them not keeping that warm. And, you know, I believe with all my heart, if you stay in fellowship with God, you will not walk in darkness. If you fellowship with God and stay in contact with him, you will not walk in darkness because prayer will give you a lamp on your path or a lamp to your feet that will allow you to see which way to go and where you're walking. In other words, prayer navigates your faith. And so realize how important prayer is to faith. It is as important to faith as gasoline is to a car. If you run low on gasoline, then you know that you cannot go the distance. You cannot go as far as you'd like to go. You've got to fill up. You have to have a regular relationship with the gas station you, or the filling station. You have to go by there maybe once a week, sometimes for people twice a week, and you have to fill up. And when you do that, you're able to go the distance. And so when you don't pray, it's almost like you don't fill up and you get somewhere out there so far away from your destiny and you run out of gas and you know what happens then, you have to call for someone to get you and now somebody else has to take away time from themselves 
to come and pray, to come and pick you up, to come and edify you and build you up. This is why I say it's so important for you to gain your own personal relationship where you can fill up all the time. You don't have to wait for me to come and help pick you up or fill you up, but you can fill up on a regular basis to make sure that your spirit is fully charged by this relationship that you have with God. I want to say it again. Prayer navigates your faith. Really important to know that. All right? Now, faith and prayer work together in every way that you can possibly think, in every way. Let me say this to you. Prayer reveals what is not perceivable to our physical sight. Prayer reveals what is not perceivable to our physical sight, meaning there are a lot of things that you have to go to God in prayer about that you desire or that God has promised or there are things that you need. Sometimes you don't even know what you need, but prayer opens up and reveals those secrets, those things that God has prepared for those who obey him, the things that God has laid up for the children who do right or live right, that walk in righteousness. Prayer unlocks this treasure that God has laid up for us as we continue to speak to him and pray to him. So let's go over just a few scriptures that kind of help, that will help us to understand that. Let's go over to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 33. Let's get over there. And I believe there's going to be some great insight that will help you and help me as I was going over this. And I'll also get my Amplified Bible ready for this. All right. So important. Stay in prayer. Prayer is the principal thing. That's why I keep talking about our prayer calls and getting uh, on the prayer call and then praying in the morning and getting into a relationship, a deeper relationship with God through prayer. You know, just don't depend on Sunday uh, to fill you up. You have to pray daily and uh, take advantage of the things that the church has available to you, that God has made available to you, and use it for your good because everybody needs prayer and everybody needs to talk to God, and that's where we get our insight from. So prayer reveals what is not perceivable to sight. I want you to think about some things that you're looking for, things that you're trying to see, but you can't see them with your physical sight, but yet you're believing and you're hoping and you're exercising faith and you're praying to God and you're asking God to reveal things to you. So important for us to do that. Now, over in the New American Standard in Jeremiah chapter 33, and I'm going to take a look at, let's just start at verse 1. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the second time while he was still confined in the court of the guard, saying, verse 2, Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it just to establish it, and the Lord is his name. Now watch this in verse 3. Call to me. And I want you to think about that. When he says call to me, what he's asking you to do is talk to me, engage me, have a conversation with me, pray to me, call to me. Now watch this. And I will answer you. You see, so when you call, cry out to God, he promises that he will answer you. Now watch this. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. 
I mean, wow, that was very powerful for me, you know, especially when it comes to my personal life. And there are things that I want for the ministry that God has given me. There are things I want for my personal life, my family, my children. You know, there are things that I want for the future uh, of our ministry while we're here on the earth. And God says, call to me. He says, I'll answer you. He says, I'll tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. I mean, that to me is very powerful, and I'm very excited about that because all I got to do is talk to God. Now, over in uh, the Amplified Version, let's see if it reads a little different. The Amplified Version, and let me go to verse 3. He says, call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden. He says, I'll show you great and mighty things that are fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. He says, do not distinguish or recognize or even have knowledge of and even understand. I mean, wow. Right there you can see if you spend a lot of time with God. I mean, I want to read that again to amplify. He says, call to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. Uh, things like what? Things that are fenced in and hidden. In other words, in the spirit realm, there are some things that are fenced in and not easily accessible, and they're also hidden. He says, which you do not know, he says, and you can't even distinguish these things or recognize them and have knowledge of them even to understand them. You see, and I believe that God is only going to reveal those things to those who spend the time talking to him and praying to him because he's just not giving things out just for the sake of giving things out. He wants to know that you're hungering and that you're thirsting for righteousness. He wants to know that you really desire to do his will. And sometimes God will delay a thing for your good. And so he's, he's shown us clearly here that there are some things that we don't even understand. There's some things we don't know. There are some things that have been fenced in, as it were, and yet even hidden from us. But he says, if you call to me and you form that relationship with me, I'll open those things to you. I'll disclose those hidden things and I will unfence the things that are fenced in. In other words, I'll give you complete access by opening up the gate and allowing you to walk in on it, all because of prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I am so excited right now just from hearing that and how God wants to reveal things to me that I can't even begin to see with my physical sight. And it all has to do with me praying to him and forming a deeper relationship with him and I want you to know, again, prayer navigates faith. A lot of people say they have faith, but where is your faith going, and how far can it go without prayer? And as I gave you the illustration, it can't go very far if you don't stay connected to God. You have to stay charged up. You've got to stay fired up. And the only thing that can fire you up is praying and staying in relationship. God says he wants us to have a fervor for him, an intense love for him. God wants us to uh, be able to be shown the things that are hidden because he hides those things from the world, but he wants to reveal them to us because we're his kids. And so God has a lot of secrets and a lot of laid up treasure and things that he wants to open to us, but we need to pray to him. Now, we don't need to work for it, but we do need to have a conversation with him just like I would with my children. I have in my heart, I have things stored up for them. And I'm looking at them, and over the years, as I train and teach and love on them and they respect and be obedient to me as a father, 
I have things that they don't know anything about, things that they wouldn't even recognize. I have secret things that I want to do for them, but I'm not going to give it to somebody who's disobedient and somebody who's acting ungodly because I'm not going to cast my pearls before swine. And I believe that is directly what God is doing. He wants to know that we're going to be good stewards over what he's going to do so he can open things up and show you things to come. Prayer is so important. Prayer navigates your faith. Your faith can't go anywhere without prayer. Amen? All right, now let's go over to Jeremiah 29. Just flip a few pages back, and let's take a look at Jeremiah 29. And I want to begin reading at verse 10. Now, this was God revealing a message to exiles. You know, the children of Israel had been exiled uh, at this time, but God's ready to bring them out of exile. Well, there are a lot of us in exile right now, too, and we could relate to this. You know, you've been in the dark for a long time. Uh, things haven't worked in your favor for a very long time. Uh, you've been restless. You know, you, you don't know what to do half the time with yourself, and, and you've been a little slothful, you know, kind of lazy in the spirit because you've kind of lost your fervor. You've kind of lost your first love. You know, you've allowed other people in your life and other things to distract you from your personal relationship with God. And I want to say this by the Spirit of God right now. Nobody should be able to have that kind of influence on you to where they distract you from a personal intimacy with your God. I don't care if it's your children. You know, you need to put them in check. I don't care if it's your wife or your husband, if it's your best friends, your job, your employment. All those kinds of things are a distraction from your intimacy with God. And the interesting thing about it, you're not going to be able to do well with either of those things I just mentioned. You will not be able to prosper on your job. You won't be able to have a good, healthy, wholesome relationship with your husband or wife. You won't be able to have a good relationship with your children and so forth and etc. You won't be able to do any of those things if you are distracted uh, from God and have an intimacy with him. Because remember, prayer navigates your faith for family, your faith for employment, your faith for your children, your faith for, failure, for, for favor. Prayer navigates and points you in the direction of God's plan. Now watch this. He says in verse 10, for this says the Lord. He says, when 70 years have been completed, he says, for Babylon, he says, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you and bring you back to this place. Now, watch this in verse 11. For I know, see, God knows the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Then he says, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And verse 12 says, then you will call on me. We're talking about prayer again. Then you will call on me. He says, and come and pray to me. He says, and I will listen to you. See, he, he's beckoning us to call on him, come and pray, spend some time with him. Now he says, and I'll listen to you. Now look at verse 13. And you will seek me and you'll find me. You know why he said that? Because when people were not praying, they couldn't find the Lord. When people were not coming to him, there was no connection. And that's what I was saying earlier. You know, if you don't pray, you starve your faith. You start doubting God, you know. Uh, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. 
He says, without prayer, there is no connection with God. And so here he's now promising them, he says, and you will seek me, he says, and find me. I'm going to make myself available to you is what he's saying. I'm going to make myself findable. God's going to put himself right in your path where you can see him. He says, you'll seek me and find me, and when you search me, search for me with all your heart. Now, look at that. He's asking for a commitment, a dedication to search for him with all your heart. Now, I have to ask this question while you're listening online here now. What is in the way of you seeking God with all your heart? What things have clogged up your spiritual arteries to where your faith cannot flow to and get to God through prayer? You have to make some decisions here tonight. You're going to have to make some decisions. Either you're going to build the kingdom of this world or you're going to help build the kingdom of God. You're going to build everything centered around your selfishness or your own personal desires, or you're going to get involved with what God just says in verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare. Think about it. God says he's got plans for welfare or faring well, and not for calamity, but to give you a future and a hope. What are you trying to do tonight? Are you trying to give yourself open future by trying to do the things personally that you're trying to do? Here's my point. Prayer navigates faith. Don't do anything, go anywhere, don't do nothing without praying to God because whatever you're doing now should be girded with prayer. And if God has called you to do something, it's going to come out of the intimate relationship that you have with him through prayer. See, you will have a peace about what you're doing if God's involved in on it. Whatever desire you have, whatever ambitions you might have, if you have a relationship with God the way he's talking about here, you're going to be able to have peace in your pursuit of the things that God has placed on your heart because he's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But where we find a problem is that our desires and ambition cause us crashing, comes, cause us to crash into the wall of lack and, and unsuccess and miserableness and all these kinds of things. And if you keep trying to make it happen, I want, to hear, I want you to hear me now. You keep trying to make what you want happen, that's you doing it. Because if God has it for you, you don't have to try to make it happen. You just need to flow with him. Prayer navigates your faith. And your faith has to be in God. You have to believe that he exists, and you have to seek him in prayer. He says, when you have searched me, search for me with all your heart, verse 13, and you will seek me, he says, and find me. You will seek me and find me. I'll say it again. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now look at verse 14. And I will be found by you. Listen, saints. God, God said, look, isn't that a hide-and-seek game? He said, look, you search for me with all your heart, and I'll be found by you. Wow. He says, declares the Lord, and I will restore you. He says, I'll restore your fortunes. And gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, he says, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. You see, and that gives us some idea that when we get off our navigation system and we find ourselves outside of the will of God and outside of the plan of God because the prayers have become selfish and not selfless. The prayers have become your own desire and ambition, and it throws you into exile. It throws me into exile. 
And I know what that feels like when you're in exile. I'm around the things of God. I'm around the word of God. I'm associating with the people of God. But I have no connection because there's no intimacy in my life personally with the relationship that I have with God. And I feel like I have been ousted. I am in exile. I mean, the more I pray, the further it seems like the things that God get from me. They leave from me. They, are, they elude me. But God says, here, look, you know, when you pray, you know, you, you, you search me with all your heart. He says, I'll be found by you. In other words, he'll make it possible for you to find him in everything that he has for you. He'll put it right in front of you. Well, that's some powerful stuff there. Now, let's go over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 48. And God is still harping on this prayer, navigates faith, and God wants to reveal those things which are fenced in, those things which are hidden or in secret from you. He wants to make those things open. He wants you to see what he has for you in your future, the plans that he has for you. And one of the good things about it is he doesn't have any calamity for you. He does not have calamity. If you're suffering from calamity right now, it's not because God wanted that for you. It's because you might be in exile. And why are you in exile? Because you haven't sought for the Lord with all your heart. We keep. I used to teach this thing a long time ago, and I need to bring it back. It's called the God plus syndrome. A lot of people love God, but they have to have God and something else. Well, let me tell you tonight, you don't need God plus. You need God only. You don't need God plus. You need God only. And you need to stay in prayer and pray through it all because he will reveal himself. He just said to us that he would make sure that we find him, that we make sure, he'll make sure that we get the answer that we're supposed to have. And he's going to give us that future hope that we desire. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. Now, in Isaiah 48, and I'm going to look at, let's see, the sixth verse here. And let me prepare my Amplified just in case it might say something a little louder to you. And uh, I'm really excited about this message tonight. All right, in the New American Standard, it says, you have heard, look at all this, and you will, he says, he says, and you will you not declare it. In other words, you have heard, so you, you've heard it, and look at all this. He says, and you will you not declare it? I proclaim to you new things, you know, from this time, even hidden things which you have not known. Again, we see a situation where God is speaking to us, and yet he's asking us, he's calling us in to look a little closer, to dig in and get closer to him and declare what God has shown you. He says, I proclaim to you, I proclaim new things from this time. Right now, from the time he's talking, even hidden things which you do not know about. Now, over here in the Amplified Version, it says this, and you have heard these things foretold. He says, now you see this fulfillment. It's already going to come to pass now. And will you not bear witness of it? In other words, will you not declare it and say it so, say an amen to it? I, he says, show you, he says, specified, he says, specified new things. I show you specified new things from this time forth, things that are specific. He says, even hidden things kept in reserve in the Amplified, it says, specific or specified new things, he says, from this time forth, even hidden things kept in reserve, which you do not have a knowledge of. Wow. So God has, for those who are intimate with him, 
who understand that prayer navigates faith, who understands that we cannot live by what we see alone. Our faith needs prayer to undergird it. He says he has those fenced-in things, those hidden things, those specified or specific things that he has. He wants to reveal that which is hidden to us, and that is called treasure, brothers and sisters. God has specific treasures that have been hidden only for those who are the prayers to God, only those who have intimacy with God, and for those who will see it and declare it and know that this is what God has provided for us. And see, this is a lot of work to be doing, you know, so that we have more work to do here spiritually than we ever had to do physically. And I tell you, if you do this work, you won't have much physical work to do because the spiritual things is what drives the natural things. And so if God's saying he's got hidden things he wants to reveal, then we got to spend that time in prayer. Now let's go to Isaiah 42. Go back to 42. Isaiah 42, and let's take a look at verse 9, 42, verse 9. All right. He says here, behold, in verse 9, the former things have come to pass. So he's speaking faith now. Now I declare new things. So we fulfilled the old things. He says, now I declare new things. He says, before they spring forth, he says, I proclaim them to you. So there are things that he's speaking of that he has declared that even before they happen, God says, I proclaim them to you. See, that's faith talk. That is faith talk. I mean, God's already proclaiming things to you that haven't even happened yet, and I love that. And in the Amplified says, behold, the former things have come to pass, and the new things I now declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them before they even happen. See, that's how we can know things without really knowing things because there is something on the inside of you that I've called for a little while now the knower. You have a knower on the inside of you. And so the knower helps you to know what God is saying, helps you to understand. And I guess the best description of calling the knower the knower would be the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. See, the Holy Spirit already knows the secret things of God. He already knows what's going to happen because he is a part of the Godhead. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is why, see, you want to tap into to praying because prayer will begin to navigate your faith, meaning he's going to point your faith at those things you don't know. See, many of us thought faith was for what we uh, knew and how we can believe and trust God. But, you know, faith is what you don't know but yet to be revealed. And so if you're praying, it's like a lamp onto your feet. It's a light up. It will light up your path. The more I pray, the more light I get on a subject. And therefore, the hidden things that somebody else could walk right by, God will reveal them to you and I if we would spend that time in prayer so that our faith could be pointed in the right direction. See, the world has faith, but their faith is pointed away from God. Their faith is in their own ability, their confidence, uh, the things that they want out of life. It's secular faith. But the kind of faith that we have is a lifestyle. It is obedience to God. It, it is prayer and intimacy with God that leads us in the path that we should go. Jesus said the way to life is straight, and then he says it's narrow. And see, but the way that leads to destruction is wide and broad. And those people who have secular faith and those Christians 
who have faith that is waning because they're not praying will find themselves on a wide road of destruction. And yet you'll have to ask God for uh, recovery from exile because you're in exile because you're not praying. You're just doing things on your own. You've got too many of your own ideas, too many of your own prayers and uh, that you're shooting out there. And I've often said this, you know, don't bring anything to God that you want. Look in the Bible and see what God has already given you because you may not want what you want any longer if you find out the hidden things, if you find out the secret things, if you find out the things that have been fenced in that God wants to reveal to you to declare these things before they even happen, I mean, how much more, how much better is it to go with God in his plans? Because my plans have gotten me in exile, but God's plan frees me from the exile, frees me from the lostness and the loneliness and the misguidedness and all those kinds of things. So we want to stay in touch with God. We want to stay in prayer because prayer navigates faith. I got a couple more things for you. Over in Deuteronomy, let's go to Deuteronomy, all the way back in the Bible. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 29, get there. Really powerful stuff as you pray about these things that you hear tonight, as you form tonight a new dedication and commitment, first of all, to have an intimacy with God and praying uh, so that your faith can be pointed in the right direction. That's really what this is all about. Your faith will be pointed in the right direction. So in Deuteronomy 29, listen at this. Again, this is so powerful. I mean, there's so much truth in the um, Old Testament as well as the New Testament. But this is a covenant that God made with his people in Moab. And he said in verse 29 of 29, he said, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things revealed, I want you to get this now, but the things revealed, belong to us and to our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of the law. Oh, my gosh, that's some very powerful stuff. I mean, you know, let me see if the Amplified has any more depth to that because I'll tell you, that's pretty potent right there. All right, Deuteronomy 29. All right, take a look at this. It says this in the Amplified Version. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but the things which are revealed belongs to us and to our children forever that we may do all of the words of the law. So God has given us some help there that we might stay in connection with him and obey the law. And as I said earlier, we must obey God to get the secret things. And I, I use this analogy all the time. I've got this treasure in my heart for my children. You know, I even got treasure in my heart for my wife. I got treasure in my heart for those who've been laboring with me and been faithful to God with me that I've prayed these treasures, these these things that God will reveal that will be springing up here soon. And I really want to do good with what God is doing in my life. And so I want to look and take a survey of those who are with me, uh, my children, their obedience, my wife and her love for God and her faithfulness to God. I want to do good things for all those people around me that have been around me, that have been servants of God. You know, as God reveals things to me, I want to reveal things to the people who are with me. Because a lot of times when you're in a ministry, God will speak to the leadership 
and from the leadership, he will pass down revelation, hidden things, secret blessings, favor. But see, when you're not with the leadership and you're not faithful to God and you're not dedicated and you're not obedient to God, you know, you don't work for me. Anybody in the church is with me, but you work for God. And God has given you a stewardship to be there to do what he's called you to do alongside of what he's called me to do. And he is going to reward us all for what we've been doing and he's going to reward you for what you haven't been doing. In other words, there'll be blessings uh, to you for doing what's right, and there'll be some things that you'll suffer loss for for not being totally sufficient and supportive and, and diligent in the things that God has called you to do. And I ask for all of us, especially on the prayer call, you know, if you're hearing this message tonight, that you find a deeper commitment and that you serve the Lord your God with all that you have, He's talking about so many things he wants to reveal to us and how our prayer will navigate or point our faith in that direction. Amen? All right. Let's go to Daniel. I just got two more scriptures. Thank you for being so patient tonight and listening. And I I know that this will be a great help to you as you stay dedicated and faithful to God. These things have been in the Word for a very long time, and we're just now seeing them because we're seeking the scripture. We've been dedicated to the prayer call for a long time now. You know, I will tell you the truth. I felt like quitting a thousand times. I felt like, you know, oh, maybe it's not working. It's not, you know, nobody really wants to get involved with it. It's always us four and no more, or what have you. I'm just saying and just speaking out of my experience, which is not true. God is saying, you stay dedicated no matter what. When I give you something to do, I want to find you doing that. And, you know, and I had to, kind of survey myself and and hey, God, you know you're right. Let me just get back to having that intimate time with you. Let me get back to just sharing the word the way that you want me to and not worry about who receives it because there is an appointed time when this message and these words, these prayer times will not return void. They have been taped. They have been put in a catalog. And one day God has shown me that this work that I'm doing now is the work that I won't have to do in the future. What I'm doing tonight will be able to be used thousand times over. So when you do your work really well, it can get a thousand miles out of what you do. And so I may not be speaking to everybody that I should have to speak to, but there's a future group of people who will love to hear the things that you hear and will rejoice the day that they hear them because they're looking to get an answer from God. So look at this. In Daniel chapter 2, listen, in verse 22, It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things, right? He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Let me go to Daniel in the Amplified Version. That is so powerful, man. That is so uh, just a blessing to hear that that's what God wants to do in our life. Now, I'm going to pull over here in the Amplified Version and see what it has to say in verse 22. All right. It says this. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells within him. Wow. He reveals the deep and secret things meaning that there are deep and secret things, you know, kind of like in the earth. There are deep and secret things hidden in the earth. 
precious stones, metals, uh, those kinds of things. You know, whole countries have built their economy on the deep and secret things where oil is concerned, where, you know, wells of living water are concerned, and where diamonds and rubies and jasper and all of these things, you know, precious metals, silver, copper, it's all buried deep in the earth, and it is secret until we dig it out. In verse 22, he reveals or opens or discloses the deep and the secret things. Why? Because we're people of prayer. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. He knows what's in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Because God has light on the inside of him, there really is no darkness. Every day is daytime to God, because even in the dark, those things are being revealed, good things and bad things. And so when you hang out with God in prayer, when there's even darkness in your life, where you're experiencing some darkness right now in your life, prayer puts a light on the subject. Prayer exposes things, right? I mean, that's great stuff. All right, my last scripture for us tonight will be found over in Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And it is my prayer that you hear the things of God tonight, that if you have ears to hear, that you hear what the Lord is saying so that you can have these things open to you and be blessed by the things that God wants to do. I'm convinced that for each and every one of us, he has a certain amount of treasure that he has prepared for those that love him. There's a certain amount of treasure for those who work extra hard and being diligent and obedient to him and making prayer a commitment and serving God with all of our hearts, searching for him so that we can be found and he can be found together in this relationship while we're here until Jesus comes again. Amen. Now, over in Matthew chapter 6, and let's see, Matthew 6, let's go with verse 6. He says, but when you pray, go into your inner room, and when you have shut the door, in other words, cut off all the distractions, and you've made it an intimate place for yourself and God, you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is what? In secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. Wow, again, these secret things only come when it comes through prayer. So it's so important. And verse amplified, it says in verse 6, and when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. You know, and I'm looking for that one day that uh, as I perfect prayer, and prayer is able to navigate my faith, that all the things that I've had to go through or experience or even suffer through, uh, through working in the ministry and not really seeing all the things that I see that God wants for us or seeing the things come to fruition. You know, it's been a lot of things, you know, and I've, I've been praying, God, you know, thank you for the endurance. Thank you for the capacity to have patience and know that patience will have its perfect result and I'll be thorough and complete, lacking nothing is what the Bible teaches. You know, and I think the thing that gets to us the most is that the naysayers sit along the sidelines and while we're running the marathon and we're coming across the finish line and yet they're trying to make us feel bad because we came in near last. But, you know, everybody that crosses the line of the marathon is a winner and the people sitting on the sideline are not running in that race. And so it doesn't matter uh, what it looks like, what it even feels like. 
All that matters is that we stay obedient to God, that we stay in prayer because prayer and faith work together, and that's how God reveals secrets, the hidden things, the fenced-in things, the things that we do not know. Well, that's what I have for you tonight. I pray that you have received something uh, that I said tonight in the spirit and that God will bless you.